Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of the Gregorich Ministries podcast. So excited to have my good friend here, Brad Spangler. And Brad has been a good friend of mine for several years. And we actually had the opportunity to do Rama School of World Missions together. And we had a great time. Not only did the, the program together, but we actually did our internship together where we were in Zambia for about four weeks. And we had a great time there. And so I'm so excited for him to be joining us today. Brad, thank you so much for giving us your time. And we so much appreciate it, man. Yeah, it's my pleasure. It's good to be on with you. Yeah. And so, you know, when Brad and I, we were in Zambia for a couple of weeks and, you know, we actually got to share a room together. And it's something, a story that I've told to a lot of the healing techs that we had here at Raymond USA. Uh, you know, every morning when we would wake up, Brad would just wake up and he would start meditating right away. And, you know, personally, I'd be like, man, Brad, shut up, man. Like, <laughs> I was on to sleep, you know, but it was so, it was such a great example to me. It's just, you can't expect your day just to start out, or you can't just expect it to be a certain type of way. You've kind of got to determine, this is how my day is going to be. This is how I'm going to live my life. This is the way that it's going to work. And so it was such a great example to me that when you wake up in the morning, just to start your day, uh, meditating on the word of God, uh, speaking in tongues, praying in the Holy Ghost so that you can determine that this day is going to be the way that I determine it to be. And it's going to be led by the spirit of God. And so Brad, I thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. Just that example that you showed me. And I know that, you know, if people would kind of implement that same technique or that same plan in their life, they'd start seeing those results as well. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad that you brought up that story. I'm sure there's a bunch of other stories we can bring up where, uh, yeah, where we, you know, it didn't look the same way. But anyways, we learned a lot from that trip. And, yeah. you know, words are very powerful. It, it paints a picture. Like you said, it kind of starts the day off right and, and starts painting a picture of how we see ourselves, uh, you know, how God's made us, who we are in Christ, what we have, what we can do in him. So, so yeah, man, I'm glad you put up with me for those four weeks. <laughs> man, it was, it was a great time, but you know, um, something that I was just thinking about recently when we were in Zambia, you know, we had, uh, done the mission school and there was a time where we did the cultural immersions weekend, uh, where they kind of give you different scenarios of things that you might face in ministry or, or different areas of life. And uh, there was a scenario or kind of a, an area that where they had us go into a local church and the local church had already started worshiping. They, they kind of already begun the service. And, uh, you know, I remember being there and they were like, Josh, come up and, and speak, give a message about the offering. And I was like, okay. I was so happy that I had like prepared beforehand something like that. But, you know, at the time you're kind of thinking, why am I doing this? But when we were in Zambia, we were at Victoria Falls, which is just amazing waterfall there. And we had met this nurse that was in the street. I don't know if you remember that. Mm -hmm. um, and she was kind of the lead, the kind of head nurse there in Zam in that uh, area. And she invited us to come to a church service just for all these nurses and doctors 
in Zambia. And uh, I remember when we got there, it was so similar to what we had prepared and, and things that we had done. And so, man, kind of give, give me an idea of what that was like for you, because I know that was a, an awesome experience for me. Yeah, I, I look back to that time and almost think it felt like a dream. Yeah. Because it did feel like we were back in School of World Missions uh, cultural immersion weekend. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is just how sometimes we think that being led by God, we have to be just passively waiting, waiting for God. But I think many times, you know, um, it's easier to steer a car that's moving or a ship that's moving. Yeah. So, you know, we were just bold in going you know, wanting to pray for people. And, and uh, we had approached that, that lady and she was nice enough to invite us to speak with some of her students. And I know for me, when she did that, uh, I remember talking with you about it. And part of me was, was hoping that you actually were telling, <laughs> we're going to say, Hey, we don't have time for that because we were going to the falls the next day. And so we had to take it up with the rest of the team and and they were on board actually and so we went uh kind of walking around looking for this campus essentially and i don't know how many buildings we went to before we finally met met up with her but it was quite a few and and i just remember there was like this tug of war with my heart and my head i don't know if you felt that but no for sure we were yeah. like on vacation. It was our, our time in Zambia. We, we were busy every day. We were mm-hmm. doing stuff in ministry, not only at the school, but then in the afternoons, we were going out into the, the compound surrounding the area and we yeah. were ministering. So this was kind of like our opportunity just to relax, just to, yeah. you know, our, have our own time. And then now there was this ministry opportunity to us. And so um, it was, it, like you said, it was a tug of war of, okay, am I going to do what my soul wants to do? Or am I going to follow my heart where I know God wants me to, to do this thing? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I remember saying yes to it. And uh, we went there and it was, it was just incredible because it was so much, so similar to what we did at the cultural immersion weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it was so clear that, um, my heart, I felt like if we did not do this, yeah. we would be disobedient. But then my head was like, man, it let something come up that stops us from having to go do this thing. And yeah. I'm thinking the whole time, it's like maybe 12 or 15 students were, you know, maybe going to go to someone's house for a Bible study. But I'll never forget after being at the falls all day, we go to this really nice restaurant um, overlooking the falls. Yeah. I think all we could afford at the time was some a Coke. we couldn't even eat or at least i couldn't eat um but then we get there and this guy meets us in the street with a a suit and i'm just thinking whoa you know and he walks us to the to this chapel and he's like yeah we we have a lot of people out out of town but we were able to get some people together for this and there was about would you say 50 60 people in the church that night i mean at least it was it was a lot more crowded than I was expecting and they had already begun the worship and everything just very similar to what we had experienced in our, our training. And we just walked in and they had already begun the service and we just had to be ready. There was no excuses. There was no, 
no time to delay. We just had to step right into what God wanted to do that night. Yeah, they gave us the whole service. And I remember, I think you and Lydia uh, did the worship that night. Um, I, I forgot about that until you just mentioned it. But yeah, we did. Yeah, we had yeah. a couple team members who shared their testimony that I preached. I remember going in, I had one scripture. <laughs> I had one scripture on my heart. I think I preached for, yeah, at least an hour. <laughs> oh, yeah. Africa, you can go, in Africa, you can go a lot longer. Uh, no, they, sure. they prefer that. Yeah, I feel like they were definitely pulling on you. But I remember when you were speaking, I was like, man, this guy must have been preparing for hours. He's just got it. But no, it's just um, what we have on the inside of us. When there's people that are, are ready for what God has, man, when we have the when God gives us that opportunity, what's on the inside of us just wants to leap out and really give it to the people. And so that was an awesome opportunity. And it, it could have been easy for us to say no we're on vacation this is our time this is just for us but you know uh god's i believe this wholeheartedly that the holy spirit is always wanting to speak um, every moment of the day no matter what time it is no matter if it's convenient to us or not he's always wanting to say something and so when he presents those opportunities to us if we'll say yes he's got something that's going to bless the people and you know honestly i can't remember what it was that you spoke about but i know it's powerful and i know that the people were just you know they were so receptive to it and it was just an, an awesome time yeah yeah it was great it was great so man and you know besides that you know uh it, we had a great time in missions and one of the things that um brother joe dunnick who's the the school world missions teacher at raymond usa something that he always talked about was that the heartbeat of god is to seek and save the lost mm -hmm. i'm sure you remember that but in class all the time he, he would just say seek and save seek mm -hmm. and save yeah. and so i know that's really essentially what you and anna are doing there in norway you guys how long have you guys been there now we've been here about five and a half years now and I can't so believe we, Yeah, we moved here the summer of 2015. Actually, the day we were, we were uh, walking through the Oslo airport, that was our one-year wedding anniversary. So, and, and I know you guys have a mission and you have a purpose to be there, but just kind of share with everyone that's listening when God spoke to you, because it's not easy, you know, packing up from your family and your friends and, and moving your whole life to another country what was that like for you or or what was it that you felt like God spoke to you that kind of gave you the grace to do that yeah well I think it started before I went to Rama. uh God had placed the nations on my heart not a particular nation I had I never grew up thinking oh one day I'm going to be a missionary to Norway um, but as I learn how to pray and seek God and, and read the word he gave me scriptures talking about sending, sending me out to the nations. And so when I got to Raymond, there was different opportunities to go on mission trips, one of them being the Zambia trip and a few other places. And it felt like a majority of the trips that I would go on were to developing nations. Mm -hmm. And so initially that's where I thought I was going. I love being on the continent of Africa. Yeah. You know, I've been in Nigeria, we've been in Zambia, been in Kenya. I really, have a heart for the people there because they're just so welcoming and they're so hungry for spiritual things. 
But I thought in my ignorance, that's of course where real missionaries go. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, um, during my, my time at Rama, I had the opportunity to usher in prayer school. And so that's where I actually met my now, now she's my wife, Anna. Um, I think you guys were actually friends before we were friends. Yeah, we actually, we went to Thailand on my first mission trip. We went to, to Bangkok, Thailand, and she was on that trip as well. So I had known her before you, um, but man, she, she's a powerhouse. You know, didn't she eat crickets or some, something like that? She did something crazy. When we were there, they had crickets. They had, there was also this guy that was, he had like fresh honeycomb and the bees were like swarming it and he would just pick it up and he would sting himself with the bees. It was an a, incredible experience, but Anna was way more daring. I feel like she was more uh, ready to be a missionary than me at that point because she was eating all the fried crickets and, I think they had spiders and just uh, crazy stuff, but man, she jumped right in. And so I know that for you, it's probably helpful to have somebody that's ready to just dive in with you as well. She, she keeps me in line. She's the type of person who knew she was going to be a missionary at like five. Yeah. So total opposite story. And when we met, when her and I met, we, we started um, talking and realized there was an interest, um, between one another, I knew she was going to Norway, yeah. but in my mind, again, real missionaries go to places, you know, like where we were going, <laughs> developing yeah. nations. Um, so for a little while, you know, I actually had to take time and, and fast and pray and, and really seek God. And, and what it came down to is, um, yeah, I went, I remember going home over Thanksgiving break one year and decided to do just a short fast and pray and just really get direction for my, for my life because I, I really liked Anna but knew she was going to Norway and Norway had never been on my radar up until yeah. that point. And so I remember after the first day, um, God just speaking to my heart that really I was just dealing with pride, you know? And he, he showed me through the word, he confirmed it through the word that, hey, our path was joining together and we were going to go to Norway together, you know? So I knew God had called me to the nations, but I had put my own interpretation on what it was supposed to look like. And I think many people go wrong doing that. You know, we get a word from God or we, we sense some direction. And before we really get, allow him to give us the full picture, we, we go, we're gone. Yeah. I have the tendency to do that a lot. And that's why it, it's good. I, I'm married because my wife keeps me in line, like I said. Yeah. Um, but just to fast forward, you know, her and I got married in 2014, right after I graduated from the Rama School World Missions. And we, we had some advice from people who were in ministry for a while. They told us to, to wait a year before going on to the mission field, which like I said, we did literally to the day we were walking through the Oslo airport and we've been in Norway ever since. And we work with Raymond Norway. That's an extension of Kenneth Hagen Ministries in the U.S. Uh, we currently have two campuses, one on the West Coast in Bergen, one on the East uh, in Esfold. 
And really, our vision is to have Rama Bible Training Centers in every Nordic nation. Yeah. So that would be Norway, Sweden, Denmark, Finland, and Iceland, all the places that are really cold. <laughs> so <laughs> totally different than what I thought it would be, but we're very fortunate to be here. Man, and, you know, just for, for people that, you know, we all probably have an idea of what we think that ministry is going to look like for us or maybe the the plan of God for us. But what was that like for you to kind of just lay down your will for something that maybe looked different than you expected at the time? You know, how did, what do you feel like that process was like for you? Did you think, did you feel like it was done in prayer or, or how, what was that like for you? Yeah, I, I think like you said before, just, just meditating on God's word, allowing him to reshape the vision uh, that I had for myself and my life prayer, of course, but obviously getting counsel from, from people who I looked up to, who I respected, but it, it is a process. But once, once we were committed, once we said, yes, um, you know, my heart was always in it. You always have those battles you have to fight in your mind. Yeah. But again, I have a good partner on is great. I know, <laughs> I know if I stick with, with her, we'll win. <laughs> we'll be yeah. okay. Um, but, but yeah, it, it is a process, but I, I don't think that just applies to missionaries. Yeah. That's a human, that's a human issue. It's submitting your will to God's will. And just knowing the character and the nature of God, knowing that he has the best plan for your life, even if it looks different than what you originally thought, that is going to be the path that you want to take. So you just have to establish that in your heart. A hundred percent. I think something that, you know, we had the the awesome opportunity to be in prayer school here at Rama, and we probably had a couple of years where we were just dedicated to praying out the plan and the will of God for our lives. And during that time, there's when you're praying, man, whenever you're giving, yielding yourself to the Holy Spirit and allowing yourself to pray in the Spirit, you start to see your will, your personal will being transformed until God and unto God's will for your life. And so I know maybe you had ideas of what it was going to look like, but as you begin praying in the Spirit, as we were praying about the nations, you started sensing yourself having to bend your personal will to whatever God had for you. But I know that I don't want to speak for you, but I would, you know, I would venture out to say that you probably feel more fulfilled, uh, fulfilling God's plan right now than what you had maybe planned for yourself. Yeah. I mean, one of, one of the scriptures I go back to all the time is Psalm 37 uh, verse four, and it, it talks about delighting yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And exactly what you just said, that as we spend time with God, as we delight ourselves in him, his desires become our desires. Yeah. So even, even if in the beginning, our, our soul is wanting to, to, to fight us, uh, your heart knows. Your heart will take you places that your mind cannot go. This is a spiritual thing, right? So your heart can be established even if your mind needs to be renewed. And it's a constant process. I mean, living on the mission field, no matter where you're at, it's not easy. Yeah. And there, there's a lot of other things that we quote unquote could do, um, but all of our eggs are in this basket. There's no plan B. 
And you have to get to that. You have to get to that point where, you know, Hey, it's just like pastor Hagen says, I cannot be, be defeated and I will not quit. So the only way that we're not going to reach this, this vision that we have is if we stop, but that's, that's not an option. There's no other plan. Yeah. And man, I know you guys are doing some awesome things, but specifically in Norway right now, what are you guys doing? You're, I know you're teaching at the Rama in Norway. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, both, I mean, when, <laughs> let me put it like this, when, when you're on the mission field, you're going to put on a lot of different hats. And Josh, you know this for what you do. You, you wear a lot of hats. So actually both my wife and I are bivocational. We both have full, full-time jobs working a secular job. So I work in a factory. I also uh, work in the fitness industry um, as a personal trainer. And we are associate pastors of, our, uh, of the local church that we belong to. Uh, we're on the leadership team with Raymond Norway. We serve in different capacities there, whether it's teaching or uh, working with social media or, you know, whatever needs to be done, really. Um, and then we have, you know, we have two children under the age of five. So life is busy right now, <laughs> man. You know, I, it may be off topic, but it just reminded me, Brad, we were talking, I think it was last week and you had mentioned, I think you were just about to get married when we were in Zambia and I had promised Brad, we were in mission school. I was like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to work out. We're going to be disciplined. And then, uh, you know, come time when we were on the mission field where, man, I was not wanting to do it at all. And so I, I think you were, you were wanting to work out, get in shape for your marriage. And instead of really getting in shape, I think you put on a few pounds, myself yeah. included. Yeah. And so there's, there's an, uh, a level of discipline that's, that's involved in all aspects of life. And, you know, even saying yes to the call of God, it takes discipline. Mm -hmm. It takes us setting aside our will and our own desires to say, God, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to do in my life, I'm going to allow you to do it because I know that whatever you want to do in my life is going to affect generations to come. Not mm -hmm. only people that I'm going to reach in, in the nation that you're sending me to, but their children and their children and, and so on. It, and so it takes discipline. And I know that there's been a lot of people this year that kind of feel like, man, this year has been a waste for me. You know, I've talked to people that feel like 2020 has just, they just want to forget about it. They want to move on. They don't want to ever think about it again. But, you know, to be honest, if we yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit in this time, there are things that he's been doing in our lives that are going to be setting us up to do things for years to come. And so I know like for you personally, you guys may have been, locked down pretty severely is that correct how how was everything there yeah i mean we definitely um experienced some lockdowns but we i i have to caveat that with with this statement we we live on an island um it's actually the biggest inland island in europe there's eight thousand people uh who live on this island so we live in the country so social distancing for us is not very difficult it's just do. normal it's like everyday life for you guys right yeah but we have mountains fjords and just beautiful beautiful nature to be in yeah but yeah but even in that you know when people are locked down i feel like god's been having people pivot in a way um mm -hmm. you know one of the ministries i worked for 
he, the minister I, I served, he was used to traveling every single weekend and that wasn't a possibility here. And so we had to kind of pivot and start doing things more online. But, you know, something I even noticed with you is that you became more active on social media. You were posting stuff all the time. And so I, you know, I never talked to you about it, but I was thinking within myself, man, this is a strategy from God to, you know, become more active on social media and start begin posting things so that you can get your voice heard. Even maybe you're not able to meet in a congregation, but you're still having your voice heard in, in several different ways. But what was that like for you? And maybe share about that, that specific instruction. Yeah. Well, uh, there was a question that I, that I asked my team just, I think it was last week and it, the question was, what's one thing that you learned from 2020? Because like you said, there, this year didn't turn out the way any of us thought. Yeah. You know, um, but we can reflect and really look at, okay, wh what can I learn from this experience? And, and uh, my answer to, to that question was initially when this all happened, it was kind of like an interruption. Yeah. I looked at it as an interruption and I was thinking, okay, it might be a month or two. And I tend to be pretty optimistic. I think anybody who, who leans towards optimism was like, ah, oh, this is going to be over in four weeks and we'll, everything will be back Absolutely. to normal. Yeah. Um, but I, but I came to realize that this isn't as much of an interruption as it was a disruption and a disruption just means things are not going to be the same, nor should they be. We have to be open to God wanting to do a new thing. And again, this has to do with vision. You know, the vision might not change. The destination might not change where you're heading, but the path could look different. And so for a lot of people, they, they saw 2020 and they had the path planned out. They had the strategic plan. They had uh, ministry opportunities set up, whatever that looked like. And then bam overnight it was just gone and it's like you're looking at this big mountain like what do i what do i do next yeah and the picture that i got uh here in norway it's not it's not very um uncommon to um have so so when you're driving through norway it's a pretty tough terrain there's a lot of mountains and fjords you have to go through so they have a lot of tunnels here that you have to drive through and it's, it's pretty common that when you take a road trip, some of those tunnels will be um, closed for, for road construction. And so you have to take some of these old uh, routes that go around the mountain or around the fjord. And it's beautiful, but it takes a long time. The speed limit's slow. The, like I said, the, the roads might be pretty windy and, and narrow. And so... I think in the same way this year, what, what happened was that path that we all thought we were going to go down, that's shut, that's, that's done. And we were forced to get on a new path, like a detour. Yeah. And what I want people to know who, who watch this podcast is we have to make sure that we are spending time with God to allow him to refresh our vision. And realize just because things look differently around us doesn't mean that we're not ultimately heading to the same destination. We just have to allow God to reawaken that vision. Because in Proverbs 29, 
it says that people perish without vision or, or some translations say without divine revelation, people cast off restraint. So when you are looking towards your future and you have a clear vision of where you want to go, that will help you prioritize your present. So that will help you prioritize your daily discipline. So even if it looks differently, we can begin to go down that, that new path, knowing that, hey, I'm still, I'm still going in the same direction. This is just a disruption. It looks different, but God's still got good plans for my life, and I have to keep on going and, and figure out a new way to do things. Yeah, and I think that that's been a, something that everyone's probably had to deal with is it didn't, this year doesn't look like how I thought it was going to, but how can I still find positive change in or how can I find um, something that God's wanting to do? And, you know, something that I feel like people need to do is continue to dream. This is not a dream crusher. You know, COVID is not the end of your life. It's not going to be the end of God's plan for your life. And so you've got to continue to dream and have a vision for God, what God wants to do. And he may have to give you new creative ideas of how you're going to accomplish those things. But those dreams that he's placed in your heart, they're still going to come to pass. They're still going to be a reality in your life. And so I think it's up to us to really get into the face of God and really pray in the Holy Ghost. I know... Um, you know, Brad, as someone that has needed to lose weight for a lot of years of their life, myself, there's two things that you know you need to do. And as someone that works in the fitness industry, you've got to diet and you've got to work out. And we know that. We know that that's what we've got to do. But we don't want to do it all the time. We want a shortcut. We want some, okay, but give me the pill. Give me some, give me the surgery. Give me something that I can shortcut this thing. But the reality is, is that if you want to have sustainable, a sustainable, healthy life, you've got to have a, a great diet. And that doesn't mean necessarily restricting yourself, but eating in a healthy way and also just having exercise in your life. And, and we hear that and we're like, that's great. I don't want to do that. But you know, that's how we maintain success in our life and our physical bodies. But spiritually, it's the same way. There's truths that if you want to be a healthy spiritually, you've got to be in the word of God and you've got to spend time in prayer. And that's just the reality of it. And we know that's the way that we can be successful. But we, we sometimes want a short, shortcut. We want to listen to a message. Just download to me what I need to hear. You know, just give me what I need to hear. I don't want to have to do it myself. But in reality, in just the same way that we need to diet and exercise, we need to spend time in the word of God and we need to pray in the spirit so that we can be successful in our life. And, you know, I know that you've probably experienced yourself having to be disciplined, but kind of give us give us a way that you found uh, maybe allowed yourself to be more disciplined or something that you've encouraged yourself in to just make keep yourself in the word and also in prayer. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a lot easier to, to talk about than to do. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I've found myself at different times. Um, gosh, I remember one time before having to go preach, um, just saying, God, I feel like I have nothing to give. Yeah. And I didn't, I wasn't pouring into myself, uh, maybe the same way that I was on that Zambia trip. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just being honest, things change, seasons change. Yeah. You know, there's people who are listening to this podcast and it just feels like there's a dark cloud 
around them because there's some tragic things that have happened. Yeah. You might have lost a loved one. You might have lost a job. And it's, you know, again, it's easy to say, well, we just need to pray. We just need to go to the word. We know yeah. what to do. But yeah, there is something there that has to create that discipline. And I think that that's what a clear vision does for you. Again, if you, if you know where you're going, that'll kind of predetermine the path that you need to take. But the second point with that is you have to believe it's possible for you. Yeah. Mark, Mark 9.23 says, um, all things are possible for those who believe. So you actually have to believe that this vision is still possible for your life, even though it may look different. Yeah. And if you actually believe it, that's going to create action in your life. Just like Josh, you were saying you wanted, you, you wanted to lose weight or you lost weight. Well, in order for you to actually start applying yourself to eating better and working out, you have to believe that you can lose that weight, that it's actually possible yeah. before you're going to put in that work. But I think for, for many people, we have the wrong picture of ourselves. So we might have that vision. We know where we want to be. We, we feel like God has put something on our heart to do, but we, we have the wrong picture of who we, who we are. Just recently, again, I was talking with my team. We were out to dinner, and I said, what's one thing that God's placed on your heart that when you think about it, it honestly kind of scares you? Or, or it just seems bigger than, than, than what God could possibly use you for. Yeah. And so we went around the, the table and one of the guys there, as they were sharing, I could just tell it was hard for him to actually talk about what he felt God had put on his heart. And so I just encouraged him to begin to affirm that in his life, begin to speak it with confidence. Because again, we talked about how words are so powerful. You know, when, when we, um, meditate on the word of God that paints a picture of, of who we are. Right. So like Josh, I've been trying to get you to come to Norway for five years now and I've not done a good job of selling you on that vision. Yeah. But if I were to say to you, Hey, you and Lorena should come here this summer, man, we could, we could experience the midnight sun. Um, like I said before, there, we could do a fjord cruise where we go around and cruise to the fjords and, and look at these magnificent waterfalls and there's just beautiful hikes you can go on. When I say that to you, you're not thinking about how these words are spelled or even how this, the sentences were structured. You're getting a visual picture of what it would be like to, to come to Norway, yeah. which you should. <laughs> but that's the same thing that happens when we put God's word in our mouth. Yeah. When we put his word in our mouth and we begin to affirm who we are and what God has spoken to us, we begin to get a more accurate picture that we can actually believe, Hey, I can do this. Yeah. By God's grace, this is possible for me. And when we have that, that clear picture of who we actually are, what giftings God has given us, where we're going, that will begin to form discipline in your life. It, it will begin to make you um, more intentional with how you spend your days. 
And, and, and even when, as you were speaking that and you were saying, talking about the waterfalls and, and the midnight sun and everything, it didn't make me, my mind wasn't thinking of, okay, how is this going to happen? It was just an inspiration to do it. And then, okay. And then once you believe that it's, it's possible and then making that reality in your life. And so, you know, a lot of times whenever God's spoken something, a, a vision to our heart, our heart, we want to figure out how it's going to happen. We want to know all the A, Bs, and Cs of everything. But sometimes I, I truly believe that when God's placed a vision in your heart, you have to begin with your yes. Because your yes to that vision is going to open doors to the possibilities of making that a reality in your life. Um, you know, I remember when my, I had said this recently on another podcast, but when God spoke to me to go to Rama. Uh, I truly believed in my heart he was going to make me go to Africa. And that was the last thing I wanted to do. I did not want to go to Africa. I'd never had a desire to do it. And, but I remember uh, just in my own time with God saying, God, whatever you want me to do, whether it's what I want or not, I'm going to say yes to you and really giving that consecration to him. And then I remember once I said, yes, all these doors to, op to go to Africa opened that I didn't want to open. Uh, they were there and they made, were made available to you but or to me. But, you know, once I would walk through those doors, I actually really enjoyed my time fulfilling the plan that God had for me. And so there's things that I believe people, God has been speaking to people that are listening. He's been asking for your yes so that he can open those doors for you to take the next step into what he wants you to do. He's been speaking things to your heart, things that he's been been preparing before the foundations of time, things that he had destined for you to do. And if you will just say yes to him, he's going to provide the next step for you to go into those things. And not only will he provide the next step, but he's going to give you the desire to do it. And once you actually take that step, you're going to be more fulfilled than you've ever been in your life. You know, Brad, you probably didn't, like you said, you didn't necessarily want to go to Norway. But right now, you probably feel more fulfilled than you have before because you know you're exactly where you're supposed to be, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think it was uh, Martin Luther King Jr. who said, you don't have to see the whole staircase to take the first step. Yeah. And so I just want to encourage people, like you said, take the first step. And that first step could be something as simple as saying yes. Yeah your heart i believe there's there's also other people out there who um you know Anna and myself we felt fell into this trap when when we got to norway there's another group of people i believe who who need to dare to dream like we've been talking about need to allow god to refresh that vision but what what also could happen is sometimes we actually accomplish these these big dreams that we have one of those dreams for Anna and I, when we first got married, was moving to Norway. Yeah, uh, We would take these long walks and talk about what it would be like once we got to Norway, what our house would look like, how many kids we wanted to have, what it would be like ministering in the schools. We would do that all the time. And when we finally got here to Norway, it was kind of like, ah, we've arrived. <laughs> this is it. 
It's almost like when you get to Rama, you know, you go to you go to Bible school, you're like, oh, all my problems are done, are over, the hard part's over. Yeah. But no, it's really just beginning. And we went through a season where both of us felt, here's the thing, you can be in God's will, but you can still be frustrated and unfulfilled. And it has to do with your heart. And so we got we got complacent. We were busy doing ministry. But we, we stopped really dreaming together as a couple. We stopped seeking God for vision for our life. And we were just stagnant for a long, for a long time. So I, I believe there's people who are watching this where maybe you got that big promotion. Maybe 2020 for you was a year of increase where it just exploded in your ministry, your business. And I'm just here to remind you, that's great, but don't stop there. God wants you to multiply. He wants you to be that faithful servant who took the five talents and turned it to 10, who took the two talents and turned it to four. He wants you to continue to keep pressing into him, to his plan, and continue to multiply because it's not a good feeling to be in God's will and be unfulfilled. And that's totally our choice. And I think many people start looking for a new thing. You know, that's why people hop from church to church or they change job to job because they, they are unfulfilled, right? They think that they need to find something new, but really the, the new thing they need to find is that vision that God-given vision that's going to, like you said, give them purpose. Because I'll tell you, Josh, I've been through some of the most difficult things in my life in the last five years. It's not easy being on the mission field. Uh, Life isn't easy for anybody. It doesn't matter if you're on the mission field or your hometown or wherever you are, life's not easy. But there's grace. And grace doesn't make things easy. It makes it possible. Yeah. But I am more convinced more now than ever uh, that we are going to accomplish this vision that we're going to have international ramas in every Nordic country that we're going to establish Bible schools that we're going to train and equip people for their God-given calling. That's what really brings me life and gives me energy is training up other people to do the work of the ministry. Oh, that's so life-giving. That's what that's what we're here to that's what we're here to here to do and that's what we'll continue to do um but you have to spend time with god and allow him to consistently renew and refresh that vision in your life and my question to you is because it's real easy to just kind of just get into that same routine every day where you're doing the same thing and it kind of feels mundane but how do you feel like you guys course corrected to kind of be like, hey, we're not dreaming again. We're not really putting ourselves fully into the vision. How did you? How do you feel like you caught yourself and really arrested yourself to to get back on track? What do you think that was like for you? I think it was a couple things. One thing was actually going back to Tulsa, Oklahoma, for a winter Bible seminar, and just being back in that atmosphere of yeah. of faith and around people who, who, yeah, are just going after the things of God, you know, that really inspired us. Like, Hey, we, we know that there's more than what we're currently experiencing. So that's one, two, just, you know, talking as husband and wife, Hey, why are we feeling like this? Um, we need to be more intentional with, with our time. Um, 
that was, you know, that was a, that was a big thing as well. But I think you just know on the inside, like, you know, something's off, you know, it's not right. And so um, just when you are in that time of prayer, when you are seeking God, he'll, he'll give you the next step. Just, just practically in my own life. Um, one thing that I feel like, um, God has given me one of the gifts is, is writing. Now I'm not a great writer. I'm not a CS Lewis or anything like that. Not yet. Um, but I really enjoy writing. Yeah. You know, it's, it's something I want to get involved with more. And I believe that's in my future. And for the past year, you know, like I told you before, I've been working two jobs. One of the jobs working at the fitness center that's one day a week. Um, I work three or four hours um, one day a week training people. And for the last year, I felt on the inside that there's just not that, that passion or, or joy. Like when I'm doing it, I enjoy it. But leading up to um, going to work, it's just like, ah, you know, it's not really, it's not really taking me to the place I want to go. And so one day uh, I had this idea that, hey, I think it's about time to transition out of that position. Um, And what I want to do is start using that time that I was um, training people to start writing and create more content. And so that's something I'm going to do in 2021. Ana's on board with it. And I'm telling you, that's probably one of the things that I'm most excited about for for this year is the opportunity to start writing more because again, that is taking me towards where I want to be. Yeah. So I just want to, I want to challenge people as you're seeking God, you have to evaluate your life. You have to reflect what, what's not serving me anymore. What am I doing? What am I currently doing right now that I'm just doing because it's something I've done for years. I've been working in the fitness industry for over 15 years now. I'm good at it. You know, um, it provides some income, but it's not fulfilling me anymore. So, you know, on the inside, what is giving you life? What's taking you in that direction that, you know, God is calling you to. Um, and so it just takes time to really kind of determine in your heart, Hey, what, what is the next step? And I think like what you said, you know, even making a determination, you know, I'm going to start writing. Uh, for you naturally it may not feel easy but like you said there's a grace to do what we're called to do it may not be something 10 years ago you thought you know I'm gonna start writing I'm gonna put pen to paper I'm gonna start putting out these thoughts that God's put in my heart but man when there's a grace to do something we don't want to frustrate that grace we want to really interact with it we want to cooperate with it And we want to make sure that the things that God's really called us to do, you know, I I truly believe our time here on earth is short. And all of us, whether you're in another country or whether you're in your hometown, all of us are called to be missionaries. We're in this world, but we're not from it. We're from heaven. We're sent from heaven to make heaven on earth. And so I believe that each and every one of us have to really take time to determine what is it that God really wants me to do with my time. And like you said, not just doing what you've been doing for years because you've always done it, or maybe you're even good at it, or you feel like you that was something you were supposed to be doing. 
but really take this next year to determine, God, what do you have for me in the next year? What do you have for me in the next five years? And how can I start taking steps towards it today? And so I believe that anybody that's listening, whatever God's been speaking to your heart, that there's a supernatural grace for you to step into it. And, you know, like we were talking about today, start dreaming again. If you don't feel like you know what God wants you to do, I just encourage you to take time, get quiet with God for a few minutes. Give him five minutes of your day. You may feel like an hour of your day is too much. Give him five minutes and he can dream through you again. And so I believe that there's been things that God, you know, dreams that you had from years ago that God's reawakening. He's breathing fresh breath into this year and he's going to have you step into it. So we, both of us probably just encourage you take five minutes of your day, spend time with God, pray in the Holy ghost and allow him to breathe fresh breath into the vision and the plan that he has for you. But Brad, I want to thank you so much, man. It's been a pleasure to have you join us. And I know it's not going to be the only time you're going to be joining us. I want to have you on as much as you're available, because I know that you're an inspiration, not only to everyone that's listening, but for this next generation that's coming up. And so, man, thank you so much for joining us. But if you've got anything you'd like to send people out with a charge or an encouragement, I'd like to give you the opportunity to do so. Yeah, Josh, first of all, and thank you for the, uh, the invitation. Number one, it was good to catch up. Yes. Uh, I think, I think next time we, we can share even more Zambia stories. <laughs> that would yep. be a lot of fun, but l- let me say this. Um, one of my good friends told me one time that, um, a piece of advice that's always stuck with me. He said, I generally, and he's talking about himself. I, I gen, gen, uh, generally always follow common sense or wisdom unless the Holy Spirit directs otherwise. Right? So when you read through the book of Proverbs, a lot of that direction and instruction is simply common sense. Like the hard worker will get rich. Um, the, 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 the lazy person, you know, will become poor, different things like that. Um, so the next step for you could be something very practical. Most of the time it is, you know, if your heart is like mine to write, just simply start writing. Maybe it's journaling, you know, Josh, we're doing a podcast. Uh, maybe the next step for you is just taking a podcasting course, not saying anything about your podcasting skills. You're doing a great job, offended, but I understand but you're, I knew you would be. <laughs> Uh, but just doing simple things like that, you know, you put in the reps, you cultivate those gifts, look at, Hey, what gifts has, has God given me? And if you're not sure of the gifts, Hey, seek the one who made you. He's not trying to make it a secret. He wants to reveal that to you, but we have a responsibility to develop those gifts, whether it's through courses, whether it's through whatever it might be, you know, reading, reading books, maybe it's speaking, maybe speaking's your gift, you know, and you just need to get out there and speak more. Um, but develop that because that will open the doors of opportunity for you that will bring you closer to your ultimate vision. So yeah, I just want to encourage you dream again, um, get the right picture of yourself, meditate on God's word and uh, go out and make it happen. Man, well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in for this podcast. I know that you're blessed and encourage you. Listen back more than once. 
you know, I believe God spoke some things by the Holy Spirit to everyone that's listening. And so I know it's going to be a huge blessing and encouragement. But Brad, thank you again, man. Such an honor to have you join us and looking forward to the next time. You too. My pleasure.